0: Welcome to Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to which sports fan has it worse right now, the Giants or the Jets?
1: The Jets. The Jets always have it worse. We're terrible.
0: Yeah, but at least you guys are competitive. I like The Giants don't score touchdowns. I yeah. think it was like four weeks in a row. They suck.
1: Yeah, but we have a head coach that's hated by his team. So much so that the best player on the team demanded to be traded in the offseason. They have nobody. Nah. Like that.
0: The Giants have even less. Without Saquon Barkley, oh, there's yeah. like no big-name big, big name player there anymore. This is yeah. golden tape. That's it.
1: Once Saquon went down, I was like, oh, season's over for both of us.
0: Yeah. And they finally got like a good second backup. It was like Devontae Freeman from the from the Falcons. So I was happy about that. But my team's still a dumpster fire. Word. But enough about football. You are listening to us on soundcloud.com slash grapples to apples. That's grapples. The number two. Apples. You don't like SoundCloud. We got Apple Podcasts. We got, uh, is it Google Podcasts now? Did they switch over yet?
1: I am not sure if this is still real. I think you could still, if you go through Google Play Music, you could still get there. But Google Podcast has officially launched.
0: Okay, so let's call it Google Play Music, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio. Doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. I am one of your hosts, the very sensual, the very tight, Mister Sunglasses at night himself. Your boy, the general, and still your champion, Shades, joined by my hetero-life mate. Tell him who you is.
1: Mr. Ill-Will-Thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I'll be, because baby, that's who I is. And I apologize ahead of time if you hear me sniffling and whatnot, because I got some allergies going on, cleaning the house, dust, not a fan. It's all over my face, all over the face. Thrill.
0: We will work through this. We have worked through you not being able to speak, a little sniffling, a little sneezing. Ain't gonna be too big of a thing. You know what I mean. Word word. So about ten minutes ago, maybe fifteen minutes ago, NXT 31 just wrapped up. We have five matches on the card.
1: Uh, yes.
0: From start to finish. This NXT felt like
1: NXT. the
0: NXT of old. Yeah, it, it felt like a takeover. Um, like I said, five matches on the card, four titles on the line. Can't get into any of it unless Thrill. Yes? Can, can you do this without sneezing? I can try. Ring that bell.
1: So the show opens, the first match of the night with... Johnny Gargano challenging for the NXT North American Championship against defending champion Damian Priest. I personally am surprised. I'm I'm never a fan of you know non-title matches superseding title matches, but whatever. This is a fine opener, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean this this match was it was okay. It was definitely shown. It was definitely meant to highlight Damian Priest. And, of course, Gargano's going to, you know, do the job and, and do it well. And he's going to make Damian Priest look great. And, you know, Gargano doesn't need to look any better than he already does. He's already, quote-unquote, Johnny Takeover, you know. Like, his his legacy and Takeover is already cemented. So, mm-hmm. this is definitely a vehicle for Damian Priest. And, you know what? It, it worked. It looked good. He looked good. You know, nothing looked... Really over the top, egregious. There was a few botches, but like, it was nothing that was offensive. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they didn't. Um, they didn't set the world on fire, but yeah. they definitely did their job at opening the show in a proper way. Gargano, if ever has a bad match, uh, doesn't like he didn't have a bad match as usual. He helped um, highlight uh Damian Priest's strengths mm. and kind of masked his weaknesses. Yeah. Um the, um, the working of uh, priest's leg being that he's 6'7 and Johnny Gargano's what 5'10 or something like that. So mm. like there w- was a significant height difference. Um but man I it it did a good job. We were talking about it in the in the, the group chat like this this wasn't like main event material. like we said, it did do a good job at opening the show. Thank God there weren't any pre-show matches because yeah. I think I think um, each match helps set the pace for tonight for the show.
1: Yeah, I feel like each match built on the match before it.
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Um. So the the, let's, you want to go straight to the finish. Um.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh God! What was the finish here?
0: So there were there was an apron spot where we had uh, Damian Priest uh, battling on the apron. Johnny Gargano tried to.
1: Oh, right, the steps. Uh, yes. There were. He was trying. It looked like he was setting up for a sunset bomb onto the steps, but. Damian Priest was able to get out of it, Um, and then he just, you know, like one thing led to another. He hit his finish,
0: and and yeah, he uh, hits the uh, the roundhouse kick. Um, He gets back in and Hangman's basically uh, Gargano on the middle rope from the apron and does the uh, what was it? What's it? His finisher called? It's not the the reckoning the. The reckoning. I was like the broken arrow is the um tossing falcon arrow into a sit down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so he hits the reckoning, uh one, two, three. Damian Priest picks up his first title defense. And everyone's on the board, one to oh. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's looking everyone's looking good. Everyone's sitting pretty. And, and
1: then and then the second match. Go
0: ahead. <laughs> then we move on to the second match. Kushida. Versus the Velveteen Dream. Now, Velveteen Dream comes dressed out as Doc Brown, um, sort of mocking Kushida's uh, Back to the Future Marty McFly gimmick. But uh, something that I didn't expect to happen was Velveteen's in the ring waiting for t- Kushida to come out. He's not even done; with his his music is still on, and Kushida jumps him from behind, and this match is. Reminiscent of Kushida's style, the strong style in Japan. It's hard hits, it's um, strong forearms, strong chops, strong kicks. Um, You can tell, like, Velveteen was the heel with his crying the whole time. Um, His screaming, for me, was hilarious. When he has him in the, um, not the, uh, not the, the, what the hell, not the arm bar, but he has like a modified, like a standing joint manipulation of both of his arms. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is, this, the match was a comfortable balance between Kushida doing joint manipulation and them just brawling all over the arena or all over ringside. Yeah.
1: And what I like is that um, the the package before the match started, um, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, the, you know, former IWGP heavyweight champion Kushida. And so if you know anything about, you know, IWGP, New Japan, so on and so forth, then basically that's their cruiserweight. So it kind of puts it to your brain that Kushida's a cruiserweight. You might get some cruiserweight stuff going on here. But no, we didn't get any, like, high-flying stuff. We got you know Kushida like you said doing Japanese strong style on Velveteen Dream
0: agreed um Kushida definitely showed that hey that junior heavyweight stuff is is a thing of the past like yeah I know I'm not a heavyweight but I'm a brawler and I'm I'm going to get down and dirty and we saw that he was wearing jeans
1: yeah
0: like you don't wear jeans to a wrestling match unless this is a street fight you know yeah. He came to fight the, um, the 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 entirety of the match. Kushida was working uh, Velveteen's arm, shoulder. And the way that I saw this playing out was you're going to have him in the arm bar. Velveteen's going to hit the Dream Valley driver for the one, two, three. The closing moments of the match. We did get a Dream Valley Driver. We did get the uh, Purple Rainmaker Elbow. For a two count. Mm -hmm. We got the submission of the armbar again. Dream gets out of it. Dream goes for the Dream Valley Driver while Kushida is holding the arm. And... Does Kushida technically reverse it? Because he did connect with the Dream Valley Driver, except he just held onto the arm, and Dream taps out.
1: Yeah, so technically it's not a reversal. He just ate it and held on and got
0: the <laughs> Kushida no sold the Dream Valley Driver and just oh, held on, yeah. <laughs> held on to the the arm bar for Velveteen tapping, and Kushida wins. Now. Everyone up to this point is two and zero. Except me. Yes. Oh, and your brother, Hugo. Yeah. The baby maker. <laughs> I love it. It's like you have rainmaker. You have the pain maker. Now you have the baby maker. That's it. So yeah, um, everyone's That's two funny. and zero. Hugo, and myself are one and one and my championship reign looks like it's coming to an end because it's a short pay-per-view, and even one loss on a short pay-per-view can spell disaster. Thank God
1: that wasn't the case. Anyway, so we'll move on to the third match of the card, which is for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Santos Escobar defending his title versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Now, I'm aware that going into the match, Scott is the face and Escobar is the heel. But someone needs to remind the commentary. Because the entire first five minutes of the match, they just kept beating home that escobar is quote-unquote defending the tradition of lucha libre and that he thinks isaiah sort of, sky is disrespecting lucha libre they're just like that's 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 not a heel that's that's a face thing he's he's defending he's championing tradition and he feels the other people the other person disrespecting tradition that's that that's not a heel
0: no no it's not it just doesn't oh. make
1: any sense. But then, obviously, with the ring work, obviously Santos uh, Escobar is the like he's doing heelish stuff. So it's like, announce team. Are you like? Do you know how stories work? Because I don't well, know, not, you know how stories work.
0: Uh, no, it's not. I mean, they 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 knew they do know of stories because I think <laughs> Vic Joseph mentioned at least three times.
1: Oh, the fraud thing.
0: The fraud thing. Isaiah Swerve Scott called Santos Escobar a fraud. Remember, guys, he called him a fraud. I was like, please, Michael Cole Jr., shut up. Was it? What did Joe Biden said? Shut up, man. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> shut up, man.
1: That was definitely, like, one of those things where, at least in my experience with WWE, that happens when, like, that's supposed to be a cue for either something in the ring or one of the other announcers to jump on. And they just did it. So Beth- I don't know if that's what that was. I don't know if that was a cue for someone and they missed it. And he kept trying to push it. Or if that was just someone in his ear. Just say it again. Say it again. Say it again. But it was just it was wild.
0: Yeah. Um, I I stayed, said that this match was going to be entertaining. Uh, right before it started. And again, this match did not let down. Um, it was a lot of traditional wrestling with cruiserweight stuff sprinkled in. Yeah. Um, They did a good job of sticking to the technical stuff. And then when you needed to do the flip stuff, I think it was just Isaiah Scott who really did, you know, most of the flips.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but man, the the false finishes. Like I was at the edge of my seat watching this match, because when um, uh, Joaquin Wild and Raúl Mendoza came out, I was like, "All right, here it is. Like you're gonna have uh, the dastardly heel finish," um, uh, and that's how Scott gets beat. And that didn't happen. I was just like, "Oh, okay." And then you had. Um, uh, Adonis come out. I don't remember his first name because I don't like his gimmick. Uh, um, fought off um, uh, Wild and Mendoza, and then you have him hit. Uh, what's the the, the essentially is a, a jumping Pele kick, right, or a jumping heel kick? I mean, I don't, I don't remember the name of his finish, but he hits that on uh, Escobar for a two count. Uh, These guys did a very good job at, like, timing their kickouts for, like, ultimate suspense.
1: But what the issue to me was that there's a natural, like... Ebb and flow. Yeah, there's a natural ebb and flow. There's a natural crescendo. There's a natural point where, okay, this this is the finish. And you felt it, or at least I know I did, when Isaiah Swerve hit that 450. Yes, once he hit that four fifty, I said, "Oh, okay, cool. We're done. We're in. We're out. I got another point." And, I, and it wasn't just because I thought, you know, I predicted a swerve to win, so I wanted the point. It was. It felt like the natural progression for the match. Mm-hmm. And so when when Escobar kicks out, and then they go to a super flat finish, it feels yeah. super flat.
0: The The finish of the match was kind of like a wet fart. Yeah. As you like to describe most flat finishes, um, they're fighting on the outside, and Escobar kicks Swerve, and Swerve hits the back of his head on the ex- little exposed like cable connecting the turnbuckle to the ring post, and that uh, he hits uh, the underhook driver or whatever it was, yeah. and that's how he. Wins the match, and we're all like, "Man, great match! Crap finish!"
1: Yeah, they missed the boat. They missed the boat. Even if so, like, if if you wanted Santos to go over, then you should have had him go over before Isaiah's sort of spot, Isaiah's um uh, false finish. Yeah, because again, we're we're getting to that point. It's building. It's building. It's building. He has his spot. Swerve kicks out. We build to swerve spot. He kicked out and it was just like, wait, we, we already hit the ceiling. Yeah. Where do we go from here? And so if you want those to win, you should have had him win on the first spot. Because where mm-hmm. He won. Just it sucked the air out of the match.
0: I mean, um, the, uh, his finisher was basically like, um, a cradle shock, um, driver, um, and they're, they're, like, driving home the fact that no one's ever kicked out of his finisher.
1: Oh, the, uh, the, the Phantom Bomb? Phantom yes. Something? Phantom Tuplex something? Which is a Michinoku driver, basically?
0: Yeah. Um, so I was just like, oh, okay, because he kicked out of that, maybe they are going to give it to Scott. Excuse me. But, um... What they did was something that uh, you pointed out to maybe two years ago with uh, the Miz, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor—the Intercont- the intercontinental championship match to kick off a WrestleMania. When they started off, they were like, "Seth Rollins has never won the IC title," and you're like, "Up, oh, they're giving it to him." Yeah. For me, it was kind of obvious because they were the whole storyline for this was. Scott is the only man to beat Escobar twice in the WWE.
1: Once they said that in the pre- in the package, I was like, "Oh. All right, Escobar's going to win."
0: I was like, "Ooh, safe pick. Awesome. I like yep. that."
1: Yep. Yep. I hate but when they like, I hate when they beat you over the head with like these obvious like gimmies.
0: Yeah. Um but I was happy about it because that put me win? that put me back in the win column. And that gave everyone, which I thought was everyone else, except three people. A new, by the way, a new person giving predictions this week on this pay per view. That's, I don't know how he got to us, but I guess I'm happy he got there, right? My brother making predictions now. And of course, we have, you know, the big dog, big sexy. Joey, and La Champion, trying to get her belt back, who all picked Escobar with me, and now I'm down by them. So I'm tied with everyone else, and I'm down by a point. Not looking good for me. But to the next match, the penultimate match, the NXT Championship. Oh, well, we're doing the Women's Championship now, right? NXT. Women's
1: Championship. Yeah, yeah. That, that was like a three-week phase like a year or two ago.
0: A year ago. Because uh, 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 Rhea Ripley was the NXT champion. Yes. So, Io Shirai defending her NXT Women's Champion. Little drummer boy, are you okay over there?
1: Sliding over the mic, I'm sorry. I'm
0: oh, Oh. Wow. Yoshirai defending her NXT Women's Championship against Mrs. Gargano, Candice LeRae. This match was the only match I wasn't really invested in. Really? Yes. They have crazy history. Yeah. So, of course, that would make you want to... uh, That would make, make you invested into the match. But for me, I was just like okay I mean maybe because I've seen this match over and over and over again it's kind of like with main roster stuff as say like, I, I don't really not invested it was a good match don't get me wrong yeah but yeah.
1: My, only issue, you know my only issue with this match is I I don't I can't I don't buy Candace as a heel like I don't know i Maybe I'm I'm too hung up on on her indie career and her her start at NXT, but like her I don't buy her as a heel, and, and Io Shirai is like this generation's Big Show, where she's a heel or a face every other week, and I can't tell the difference between what she's doing. And so it's just like the heel face dynamic to me is annoying, and so that takes me out of it ever so slightly. But I thought this was still a really good match between two very good wrestlers.
0: I, I won't argue that it was a very good match between two fantastic female wrestlers. But for it's me, clean. oh, the uh, it's, there was only one part that wasn't clean, and it wasn't even the the two of them. Yeah, it was that goofy ref trying out for the Three Stooges with <laughs> with the bumps that he was taking. Yeah, and we've seen this what? once.
1: Someone, someone hunt the horn over there.
0: Someone's gotta go somewhere. Uh, I think there's a cabbie outside trying to trying to take somebody away. <laughs> you hear, if you hear uh, sirens, I'm in trouble, guys. <laughs> so uh what was it? He he gets uh elbowed by Lorraine. Yeah. Candace is kinda like, hmm, I did that on purpose. Johnny Gargano comes out, and I'm tired of WWE doing this. Just superstars coming out with ref shirts, thinking they're actual officials. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. It's not kind of annoying, it is annoying. And you just did it last month with Bailey.
1: Yeah. That was my as soon as I saw Gargano coming out with the ref shirt, I go, Oh look, they're doing the Bailey spot again.
0: And the ref kind of comes to when Gargano's out there trying to hand LaRay the belt. And the ref's like, take my shirt off. What are you doing? You're not a ref. (laughs) And Gargano's like, I am a ref. He's like, no, you're not. He's like, yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. He kind of backhands the belt to LeRae. Laray hits EO, And I'm like, this is how they're going to end it? Like the classic heel way of winning the belt? And I was like, nah, this is... Like, we're in the, the new age of wrestling. Classic heel like wins don't happen like this anymore. Yeah. So she hits Io in the head or in the chin area with the belt, gets a two count, and then Io hits a Spanish fly. A beaut- Both women executed Ooh. beautifully the Spanish fly from the corner. And in one fail swoop, hits the moonsault for the one, two, three, and retains the NXT Women's Championship.
1: Again, this match was super clean.
0: Mm-hmm. Probably the cleanest, aside from the, the main event.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but that just, you know, you have two experienced women with experience with each other who clearly have good chemistry together and just, you know, you have all the right pieces fit in the right places. Mm-hmm. And for Shirai to not like with all of her aerial moves, you almost expect at least one botch, you know, not because someone's bad, but because, you know, doing stuff timing
0: like- yeah. timing is timing is very crucial. Sometimes timing is off. You get a botch.
1: Yeah. But every, if I'm if, from what I recall, every springboard move that she hit was hit flush. Mm-hmm. Even Candace, I think, hit a an um, an assigned moonsault. If I'm not mistaken, at some point, and I was like, "What the like? What what, what is happening right now?" It was very good in terms of like textbook, very good match.
0: Yeah, they hit all their spots. They 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 did their thing. Exactly. You know, like I'm I'm a I'm, hold on hold on hold on. You know, like I'm a big. Critic for women's wrestling usually all uh, oh, they're filled, or they're this, they're that. Not one complaint For me tonight from them. Aside from like my investment, yeah. Like from like Bell to Bell, yeah. Y- you got you got a, a good one on your hands.
1: And like you said, the only buffoonery that took place involved the men. It wasn't even them. It was Gargano and the referee. Yeah. What's my shirt? How is that your shirt if you're still wearing your shirt,
0: guy? Well, you know, it's like like doctor's scrubs and whatnot. You know, there's multiple shirts. Unless you put your initials on them, there's anybody's shirts. I got scrubs from people that I don't even know. I have scrubs I've never even worn before.
1: You don't even work in a place where they require scrubs anymore.
0: Oh, yeah, but a scrub shirt, oh, it's so easy to work in when you're working in a warehouse.
1: Anyway, let's let's move on to the main event, shall
0: we? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Main event? You don't want to talk about your bay? Oh. Uh, you wanna talk mean, about the return?
1: Of course I do, but alright, alright, alright. Let's so, not skip over
0: it. Let's just run through it
1: real quick. So Eo wins her match. If I'm not mistaken, she's being interviewed in the ring, right? Or is, it, is she just celebrating by herself? I could have sworn those she's, in the ring
0: real quick. No, she's celebrating in ring. Um, yes. And yes,
1: yeah, yeah, and then on the on the screen. So, so a little backstory. Uh, NXT is now going to be, or at least this takeover was in the Capital Wrestling Center. Is that what they called it? The Capital oh. Wrestling something. The um, was CWC yeah. was the acronym that they had all over the place, um, and they had like you know. the the same way that the thunderdome has the led screens with the fans they had the same thing here surrounding the the arena um with plexiglass blocking off fans and the plexiglass had like um chain link fence design on it so it looked like they were you know behind chains um and so on the on the led screens you hear someone talking and you see the you know one of the most beautiful people that's ever existed
0: simmer down now.
1: And I I'm just like, is Oh, And long story short, she just tells EO, congratulations on your great match, but I'm coming back. Um, so I'm coming for you.
0: Yeah. And then we get a, a cut scene to somebody riding a motorcycle and showing up to the Capitol Wrestling Center or whatever the hell it's called.
1: But wait. Let's talk about how it's being presumably filmed by a drone in night vision. Yes. All kinds of college cheesy.
0: Yeah, it's like not even B movie. Like this is like C minus snuff film. It's like you're you're. You remember the the game <sighs> Hitman? Not Hitman. Uh, Manhunt for like PlayStation. Yes. Or, it's like, right. like like the CCTV kind of like yeah, 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 feeling. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: That's what I get. Like the vibes that I got from this, and it's just I'm like,
1: like what, what is this buffoonery?
0: I'm like, what are we doing here? I was like, is Tony Storm going to show up on NXT now? Like, if she's going to do that, then why even have the video package?
1: Exactly, and, and I mean, Tony Storm. I, I could tell that it wasn't Tony Storm because Tony Storm is shorter than the person. I was like, that that doesn't look like Tony Storm. What about but,
0: the time? What had me fooled was their thighs. Tony Storm Storm has like thick thighs, and the person that, that sh- do you need a, do you need to towel off? <laughs> I
1: apologize. Proceed.
0: So so this this woman had thick thighs as well, and I'm just like, oh, why well, have a video package if you're going to have Tony Storm come out anyway? But they had the helmet on because they were riding a motorcycle, and. They try to remove the helmet at first, and then kind of had a problem with it, so they cut away, they cut back. They take the helmet off again, and it is a returning former NXT Women's Champion, Ember Moon.
1: I think this is a smart move for her.
0: Absolutely.
1: It was not working on Raw.
0: I mean, not even they,
1: give, they gave her zero character work to work with, but she, and she, she got, got hurt, and she kept getting hurt. So it just it wasn't working on Raw. So let her go back to NXT. Why not?
0: Yeah, helps helps out um her career. It can help out in their women's division. Yep. Why not?
1: Let me ask you, Shane. Would you have preferred this? Or if they had waited for the draft on
0: Friday? Uh, this. Okay. Um, Because if they do the draft on Friday and you see that Ember Moon was drafted to NXT, it's kind of like, oh, okay. Like, we didn't even... like sh- She's still her, isn't she? Like, doesn't it? Who cares? <clears throat> her coming back at TakeOver, kind of like, oh, wow. Like, you get the shock factor, you know?
1: I guess it also depends on how they're doing it. If they're so like I was um, listening to watching a different wrestling YouTuber, and um, they're talking about how are they going to do the draft considering you know with COVID and everything, they can't have the whole roster in one place like they normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they end up doing like what was it in the mid two thousands or something where they did just like graphics on the screen like. This person was drafted. That person was drafted. If they do it that way, then a return like Ember Moon is com- just completely falls flat. Yeah. So if that's what they're going to do. What's going on over there?
0: <laughs> I have no idea. The, 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 the Rapscallions are out right now. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> I'm going to clock, I'm have to lock my door twice.
1: So if they do it just graphics, then I agree with you. Having her come out tonight was the right way to go. Because um, just to me, like, the fact that we have a, a draft coming up next week, having roster moves of any kind just feels dumb.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, again, it all depends on how they end up doing stuff this week.
0: Absolutely. Um, The most important thing from tonight was the promo of the return of Halloween Havoc.
1: Marked
0: out. oh did i so the week the the week that halloween falls so be on it's gonna be this. so that what that wednesday because halloween's on a saturday see originally I, I, I thought that this was a takeover and i was like are you kidding me i gotta defend my belt again but it's just a regular nxt event halloween havoc and AEW may not have my eyes that week only if NXT does the big, like, gargoyle with the pumpkin. If they don't do that, then there's no reason to do Halloween Havoc. Yeah. You know,
1: I mean, they've already shown that they don't care about doing old WCW names right.
0: Look well, Starcade. Yeah, look at Starcade. It's like an hour long show on the network in December. At least they kept it to December. Starcade was always in December. So Halloween Havoc is coming back, and
1: And it's hosted by
0: by Blackheart. Yeah, that I don't like.
1: This just it feels like they're really gonna drop the ball on this. Oh, they are. I don't don't trust WWE one bit. They Uh, are
0: gonna drop the ball because Halloween Havoc has a history of being bad. So why not just continue the trend? It's just my like. I loved Halloween. I love Halloween. Uh, like Thrill knows that. So Halloween Havoc was a not a Halloween oriented pay per view, but the the setup, the screen, the not the screen, the stage, the the ramp. They had the tombstones. Like for me, it was like any time I played WCW NWO Revenge on the Nintendo sixty four, I always played at the Halloween Havoc pay per view.
1: I always did Bash at the beach.
0: Yeah, that was that was a that's a classic one. Also, yeah.
1: Um. So yeah. Uh, that's going to be on the 28th, on this episode of NXT. I'm sure it'll be disappointing to all of those who think it's going to be good. So, Just so really like Moving on to the main event. Main event, main event. For the NXT Championship, we have the reigning champion Finn Balor defending his title against Kyle O'Reilly. Um,
0: you Jewish? <laughs> you said Kyle. <laughs> Oh, I was like what?
1: Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle
0: O'Reilly.
1: <laughs> anyway, this was a good match. Um, for me it was a little long.
0: Yes. It was um, it went eight minutes too long, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, at some point I was like, This match is still going on. And that's the first time I felt that all night, you know. Again, I'm watching the match, I was into it, I was into the whole show just this match kind of just—I was like, "All right, I, I think we got it. I think we know the story here. I think we got it. We—we we know where this is going. Can we—can we get there? No. We're gonna prolong the inevitable. All right, it's
0: fine. Yeah, it was like, oh, okay. So, you guys are going back and forth. Kyle is bleeding from his mouth. Later on, close to the closing of the match. Finn's bleeding from his mouth. Yeah. Um, there was a spot where. They're just uh, trading submissions. I think Finn has Kyle in the sharpshooter. Sharp, uh, sharpshooter. Kyle puts Finn in the Kyle. heel hook. Kyle puts Finn in the heel hook, and Beth Phoenix just screams out, "He's he's got him in a heel hook!" And I was like, "Thanks for pointing out the obvious." <laughs> Not um Not Beth's strongest not not her strongest night man. No no. So did they, they did a good job. I mean we knew Kyle wasn't going to win. Yeah. Um what I did like was in the beginning of the match before everybody came out, you had uh, Undisputed Era walk into like gorilla position. Yeah. And they're like all right, man, you got this. Like, this is your night. This is your night. Love you, bro. And they, they left.
1: Yeah.
0: And then they did the same thing with Finn, except Finn didn't have anybody with him. They just showed him at, like, the. the, the- yeah. So I said, like, All right, cool. I like this. And then the yeah. pacing of the match was cool until they kind of, like, slowed it down. And I was just like, ah, we're going to do this now.
1: Uh, I mean, look, whatever you expect from a Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly match, that's what you got. You yeah. Know, you got, you know, you got technical wrestling, you got submission wrestling, you got a lot of kicks, because um, that's what these guys do. You know, get some hard hits, you got some, you know, it was good. It was good. It was a good match it just went a little too long for me. Um,
0: 28 and a half minutes.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, you can feel it.
0: Can yeah. Feel it. Like uh, I said if this went 20 minutes, again, if it went 20 minutes this thing, I think takeover would have ended at like 9:15. But Yeah. Yeah, it you went it a little too long. It,
1: yeah. Um, so of course, the the story for the third act of the match was that Finn kept trying to hit the 1916. Um, finally hits it at the end for the finish. Hits the 1916. Then goes to the coup de grace. Um, hits the coup de grace. Gets a three count. Um, they hit you with the the word mark. The copyright and all that stuff. And then the camera cuts to somebody holding a, you know, carrying Adam an unconscious Adam Cole over their shoulder. Now, I, don't, I didn't recognize who this was, but apparently this is Rich Holland, and he then disposed of Adam Cole over the railing and left. The rest of UE come out, and they're like, what happened? What happened?
0: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like like, like Finn and O'Reilly know. They just finished fighting for a half hour. I, mean, yeah. I, I love
1: how they look over to Finn. What, did you see what happened? And he's just like, no. What do you... I didn't see anything. He was just standing there.
0: (laughs) Where were you two?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where was he and where were you that someone had time to isolate, beat up, and and carry him to the arena and dump him while you guys were unaware of this backstage?
0: Like, did he step on? He's like, "Hey guys, I gotta go talk to Redacted real quick. I don't want to. I don't want to get in trouble. So, like, like watch out for me." Then gets attacked by um, uh, Mini Dolph Lundgren. I mean, I don't know what else to call him. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, "Who is this guy?" And I was like, "Okay, what now?"
1: So I guess that's gonna set up the next feud.
0: Finn versus Sweater Vest Guy?
1: Ridge Holland.
0: He looked like a member of the Mean Street Posse. Ah Pete
1: Gas. What
0: was the other one's name? What was the other one's name? Um Pete Gas, Rodney, and Joey Abs.
1: Yeah. Mean Street Posse were the best of the worst. And the yeah. worst of the... They, oh, man. Shane McMahon and the Mean Street Posse. Ugh. Oh. Ugh. Oh, wrestling. You're so dumb.
0: Uh, Those <laughs> his, his childhood friends from Greenwich, Connecticut.
1: So, I'm doing some quick research. And apparently Rich Holland, is real name is Luke Menzies. A uh, former rugby footballer, currently signed to NXT, uh, under the name Ridge Holland. That's about all I can get. That's it? Uh, apparently, he's been on NXT. Rich Holland decimates the competition. Rich Holland ca- uh, enters the Cameron Grimes stepping stones. Rich Holland is coming to NXT next week. So, apparently, he's been doing stuff for a few months with NXT. Um And this is, I guess, them going, okay, let's see
0: what you got, big boy. Oh, God, this guy's probably like muscles on muscles. And Vince is like, hey, Paul, put him in a show. It's like, I don't want to, Dad. (laughs) Do it. Oh, this guy's
1: jacked. Is he? Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, Lord. The beefcake.
1: Mm-hmm. All the beef. Darn it. Please, please. At
0: least it's not Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis looks like a, a Nazi youth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, at least it's not Dexter Loomis.
0: What's this guy's name? Rich Rich Swan?
1: Rich Holland. Oh. So you can see how much of a beefcake this
0: guy is. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Um, NXT UK. Yeah, NXT UK stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's anyway, he's pretty jacked.
1: Yeah. So it looks like that's where we're going. Um, I don't know. I guess Adam. Cole oh man. To do.
0: Yeah.
1: But anyway. Well, with this, the winners of the night. Ended up being Joey, correct me if I am wrong, and La Championa, Amanda. Correct.
0: So, in terms of points, yes,
1: they were both big,
0: sexy, and Amanda were both undefeated at six and zero.
1: Now, of course,
0: and and Jason, I'll give him his his credit. He went five and zero, but because he don't listen to the podcast, he doesn't know about the lock rule. So, second place it is, (laughs) dum-dum.
1: So, with that said, we all know that it's a tie. And what happens in a draw, with champion's advantage, the winner, but still, not the winner, but still, grapples to apples world champion, Shades.
0: I love it. I love winning by heel ways, because I'm not winning. But I'm not losing, like, this is a good showing for me. It was, like, 5-1, you know? Everyone did well.
1: Yeah. These short cards are always going to be tricky. Yes. It doesn't take, like, you can easily have everyone tie. you know?
0: Like, somebody would have to go, like, crazy out there and pick, like, Loray and Gargano to win. Like, if they, if if anybody picked uh, Loray and Gargano and one of them won, like, everyone's tied. So it's, it's it's something like you'd have to go on a crazy, out on a crazy limb. uh, Especially because.
1: All titles are are changing hands tonight. Ah."
0: Yes. But listen, um, uh, the Baby Maker made it. Abundantly clear that he's not a fan of the ties, takes the fun out of the whole thing, and I said, "What are you worried about? You're never in the top three anyway."
1: Uh, maybe, maybe Shay and I should have a conversation about tiebreakers. But in the meantime, Shay is retained by Chamber's advantage. Now, of course, we will be doing predictions for Helen to but they will not be. The title will not be on the line. And then at full gear, we will have the fall harvest. Yes. Jades so, will be the last Grapple to Apples champion before fall harvest goes into effect. He can sleep easy from now until August. November. Yep. Yeah. So, Shays, let's do what we do here, boy. Let's 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 talk about these matches. What's your match of the night?
0: My match of the night. Oof. So that's tough because I'm critical about the time, but I was entertained in the match. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I was going to go Finn and O'Reilly, but I'm gonna settle on scott and escobar like that was my match okay. of the night
1: okay um to me any of the three middle matches could have been match of the night minus um not liking the finish to some of this stuff yeah so with that in mind i'll go eo and candace
0: it's solid match it's like at, at least there was one thing wrong in each of these matches it's like yeah. you have the you have the finish for the cruiserweight match you have the, the the ref stuff for the women's match and then you have the length for the main event yeah but any pa- any match you pick on this card is is a safe pick
1: yeah, the only match on this card that I would question you would be if you had picked Priest versus Gargano. Because that was a good match, but the rest of the show was better.
0: Oh, it was also 18 minutes long. It didn't feel that long.
1: That's true. It did not feel like 18 minutes. It felt like a, a cool 11.
0: Yeah. What makes oh, it cool, though? Like, what makes it cool?
1: Like, it was breezy. Like a breezy No, like...
0: Eye. Oh, it didn't have, like, its hat onto the side or something like that? No. Baggy pants.
1: Not cool cool as a stylish. Or not cool as in hit. Cool as in as in temperature. It was breezy. Mm. -hmm. Chill. Anyway. (laughs) Let's let's do what we do best when it comes to the recap and reviews for pay-per-views. When other shows have letter grades or star ratings, here are grandpa's apples. We do tope's, baby, because what's better than a tope? Tope Suicida, tope con hero they're all fun. We love tope's. So, if you get a zero tope, well, maybe you should rethink your career moves. If you get five tope's, well, we should probably watch the show at least once a year. So, zero to five, Shades, how would you grade NXT TakeOver 31?
0: Okay, so, um... I'm going to be a harsh judge. Priest and Gargano stays at a 2.5. It didn't do anything egregious, but it didn't blow my socks off.
1: Sure, sure.
0: Same thing with Kushida and Dream. Wasn't anything egregious, but it didn't blow my socks off.
1: Sure, sure.
0: Now, my match of the night was this match, the Cruiserweight Championship match. 2.75. Two, two point seven five. If it didn't have the finish, like the finish that they ha- they had, this is a three for me. Like we're getting two or three. Um, the next match, again, this would have gotten like a full half a point, but because of the ref stuff, we're at a three now. And because of the length, and then the. Post-match stuff, I think I'm settling on a 3.25. Okay. All right.
1: That's, that's like a fair greeting, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, Gargano and Priest, stay at a 2.5. Kushida and Dream, I'll go to a 3. Um, oh. Nah, I'll go to a 2.75. Sorry. I'll go to a 2.75. Um... Escobar and Scott. oh, God, the, the the finish really kills me. I'll I'll I'll, I'll go up to three. No, uh, you're,
0: you're at you're at three already. now. No, you know what
1: I'm saying no. I was at a two seven five. Oh, okay. Do so I want to go up to three for these guys, knowing I'm gonna go up with Shirai and Candace? Yeah. Okay. I'll go to I'll go up to three with these guys. I'll go up to three two five with Shirai and Candace and then I'm gonna sit there. Mm. Gonna stay there at three two five for Balor and O'Reilly. So I'm gonna finish <laughs> the show at three two
0: five. Okay. Like I said, this wasn't some this, this. It felt like an old older NXT where yeah we were entertained, but it wasn't NXT Brooklyn.
1: Right. Exactly. There's no match of the year candidate. It's not like we're watching NXT Brooklyn Two or NXT Respect or NXT Toronto or you know one of those like you know classic NXTs or you know whatever. Yeah, it was. It did its job. It's one of the better takeovers we've seen in a while. For sure. So, folks, that unless Shades, you have anything else you want to add?
0: Um I said it once before, I'll say it again. I told you I was walking out of NXT as the Grapples Apples champion. Brownie will stay where she rightfully belongs, and um better luck next time, losers.
1: <laughs> Always such a modest champion. Anyway. <laughs> You've been listening to us on soundcloud.com slash grapples apples. That's grapples the number two apples. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts as well as iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check out our social media pages that's facebook.com and twitter.com slash Apples. Again, us grapples, the number two apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe, do whatever you gotta do to put us in as many eyes and ears as humanly possible, because we really do appreciate it. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Mr. Will, the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's why, because baby, that's who I is. Joined remotely by my hetero life mate and still champ, who are you? Tell them who you is.
0: I am the champ of the hour, the champ of the power, too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, rise to the top. The general, your champion, your predictions god. Shades.
1: <laughs> Don't forget to check out Oliver. Our- oh, uh,
0: whoa, whoa. You're not going to tell me who you
1: are? I, I did mine already. Did you? Yeah, and then I let into you.
0: Oh, sorry. I'm uh, a little, little, little gone off the bubbly.
1: Lord Jiminy Cricket. Anyway, folks, <laughs> don't forget to check out our episodes from last week, this week, next week, and every other week. Because an apple a day keeps a bad rest of away. Peace. Peace and
0: love.